Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. All right, everybody. Great to be with you. What a gloriously late spring morning. Folks, we have a profound opportunity today to stand up and fight against the crazy left that is busy passing bills in the Oregon legislature. What? Wait a second. What do you mean? I thought the Senate was, Senate Republicans are out and it's all shut down. Yes, it is. But the House of Representatives is still working away. You know, they passed this bill that makes it, you know, kind of impossible. I mean, it's completely, blatantly unconstitutional. This bill that says, yeah, can't, you know, you become a domestic terrorist group. You know, if you if you organize in a military, in a paramilitary way. Oh, and they left just enough wiggle room, in my humble opinion, for Antifa and Black Lives Matter to, you know, to not really fit the definition. But Proud Boys would. The three percenters would. Or any other group that comes together, you could be considered to now be criminal. Yeah, the Oregon House of Representatives is still working away. They're still passing bills. Shame on you, Republicans in the House of Representatives. Why don't you develop some courage and just quit? Because it ain't going to end. In fact, I got to text message last night let me find it here from Anna Senate Bill 166 it was five pages long now it's a bad election bill really bad okay now they're proposing an amendment that is 35 pages what? Yeah. And thanks to the Republicans in the House of Representatives, nothing's happening. They're not going anywhere. This thing is going to pass, just like the paramilitary bill did. Now, what's going on in the House of Representatives in the House Republican Caucus? What do you think? Hmm? We did find out yesterday in the uh, Oregonian story that voters in rejected, got rid of three of those strongly conservative Newburgh school board members. Now, this is happening all across the country, folks. This group called Oregon Cares, and their mission is to elect responsible and equitable community leaders. 
Folks, it's the Hollywood-funded liberal left, the George Soros-funded liberal left that hired everybody you could imagine to influence in a the Democrats to turn out. Now, I don't have the numbers yet. I'm going to find out more about that from Mama Bear Vicki Norris tomorrow when she shows up at another meeting that I host once a month in association with Americans for Tax Reform. This is a once a month meeting. It's invitation only. It is for conservative activists. If you'd like to attend, just send me an email and I'll get you on our list. Vicki Norris, who you heard on the show, is deeply involved in the Newburgh school board races. Truly a mama bear. She's going to go over all the results of these elections. Now, there's a story about this also, by the way, in The Federalist about a small town in Colorado that has a conservative school board, a successful conservative school board. The teachers union is going at them big time, big time. Now, this is important because all elections matter. Now, I got a great email. So, so, so by the way, tomorrow's meeting in the morning is from 9.30 a.m. to 11. That meeting, and again, if you want to start attending, we do it once a month. It's always the third Friday morning from 9.30 to 11. You want to attend, send me an email to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. And I'll get you on our list. And I'm only going to put people on the list that I know. But there's a great email from a state of Oregon worker who shall never be named, one of many who listen to this show. And thank you to all of you, because, you know, the big revenue bump we just saw yesterday means you guys get a bigger pay raise. It also means that the kicker, the kicker that comes back to you, according to Oregon's Constitution, comes back to us, the taxpayers. It's a refund check. When government gets, when the state of Oregon gets 2% more revenue than they planned for, than they forecasted in the two-year budget, whatever is above that number comes back to us. Folks, it's $5.5 billion. And already, believe me, they're coming for your kicker, folks. They are coming for your kicker. Totally. They're salivating over $5.5 billion. Now, I think for the average household, that has to be somewhere in the neighborhood of $6,500, at least, for the average household. They're coming for it, folks. You wait. Joining us tomorrow also is not just Mama Bear Vicki Norris, And this state employee, who shall never be named, has a great email about creating the conservative voting machine. This is what Vicki Norris is saying. 
but joining her is also either be by phone or in person might be Senator Brian Boquist, who, as you know, is now banned from seeking re-election because he's stayed away now, I think, for 11 days. He's got nothing to lose. Now, that doesn't mean that the Oregon State Police, that the Senate President, Rob Wagner, who's acting unconstitutionally, might, in fact, send the cops after him. We don't know. So I don't know if he's shown up in person or he's calling in. But he's going to update us on the latest drama inside the building, but also something else. And it is simply this. Shamia Fagan may have unraveled a whole lot of things with her side job, you know, the side gig, LaMotta. Because what it revealed is that LaMotta was giving actual cash, folks, cash, not just checks, cash, that apparently went unreported according to federal law. And it touches not just Shamia, Tina Kotek, Rob Wagner, president of Democrat of the Senate. Ellen Rosenblum. And Tobias Reed, the treasurer. Now, Reed's the only one that took less than $10,000. Everybody else took over ten grand in cash, folks. Brian Boquist, as you know, I read this to you the other day, has filed a complaint, more than one complaint, about this. It's illegal. We are probably going to see more about this. Now, we're going to talk about all of this tomorrow at what's called the Taxpayer Coalition meeting. Again, if you're interested in attending as a long-term attendee, it's really a small group of us. Send me an email. I'll tell you where. It's not far away. It's relatively close. It's a private invitation-only meeting. And often we have Grover Norquist himself joining us via Skype hookup or Teams hookup by, by um, fr- from D.C. by visually, and, and he can see us and we can, uh, we can see him, and he takes questions from the group. So this state employee who shall never be named, I mean, we... We did not, I mean, there's no way, no way that those three, those actually five board positions in Newburgh School District should have been taken from us, from the conservative side, from the side that is on the rights of parents, on the side of the rights of parents. There's no way it should have happened. Vicki Norris said, we need a machine. We need a turnout machine. He's right. Because what's happening in Colorado, what's happening here in Oregon, is that these are low turnout off elections. And you heard me say it. I challenged the political coffee clatch crowd Monday night, the day before the election. Just call five people. Get five, If each of you called five people, it could make the difference. And it would have. 
It is ludicrous that Republicans, and I don't have the numbers yet, but we'll get them. It is ludicrous that these low turnout elections are lost to the teachers' unions, to the unions that are turning out their membership, but also to the far-left LGBTQ crowd that is hiring these out-of-state professionals and phone bankers and door knockers to go knock on the doors of Democrats. Make them the pitch. Turn in your ballot and stand there and wait for them to give them their ballot. It's called ballot harvesting, right? Been legal here for a long time. So how do we do it? Well, I'll start because it is a great email. I'll start and then I'll have to suspend it and we'll go to the, the break. From this state employee, building a conservative voting machine is the title of it. This email says this. It's a true statement. The Marxist progressives have a well-funded, by employee union dues, machine with a built-in workforce, public employees, and that machine is the public employee unions. This union-led machine makes it nearly impossible to win many, if not most, local and state elections. How can a machine be built to mobilize conservative, common sense, and unaffiliated voters? Can that really be done? Yes, it can. And we're going to talk about it further with his ideas. Come back. It's 620 in the morning. You're going to get a great big check. Ticker check, unless Democrats steal it. The only way they can steal it is if Republicans get bought off in the Senate and come back into the building. What do you think about that? That can. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 22 minutes past the top of the hour. Great to have you with us. 503-589-1220 is the Power of Buke GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at KSLM.news. Thank you for those of you who are emailing that you would like to get on the list to attend my once a month meeting that I host along with Jason Williams, who's the guy who runs the Oregon Watchdog.com website. Which, by the way, if you have not gone to I want to encourage you to do that. It is Oregon's kind of news aggregator seven days a week. They look at the top news stories that are happening in Oregon that are conservative or not conservative oriented, but are important to us conservatives. And they put it up there. So it's OregonWatchdog.com. And I go there first thing in the morning. So I can look at content that they have put up there. Now, typically that content's not up till after I'm on the air, but some sometimes it is. But it's good stuff. And they also are hooked to Oregon Catalyst, which is another one of Jason Williams' website. So Jason and I host this meeting. Jason did it for many, many years. 
all by himself. And he just got too busy with these other things, all these other websites and things that he, and, and this relates to the topic I'm going to get to here in a moment. And this email that I was reading to you from how we build a conservative vote turnout machine. Jason's in the middle of that. So are many of you. And that's what we discuss. And this is part of that effort. It's a coalition of activists and activist groups. It's a center-right coalition. So it, it's not necessarily a faith or a Christian-oriented group. There are a lot of Republicans there. There are some independents. There are some lobbyists who show up. But we do get elected officials. We get quite a few elected officials. Especially especially those that are running for office, interestingly enough. They also show up. By the way, um, U.S. Supreme Court, this Epoch Times story, and this relates to us in Oregon, allows this Illinois gun control law to remain in effect. It's Illinois' brand new measure, which bans so-called assault weapons. Now, a firearms, a gun store owner in Illinois asked the court to block the bill with an injunction. They said no. Because, not on the merits of the case at all, folks, but based on the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Seventh Circuit, is considering this gun store owner's case. That circuit has not issued a ruling on the law. Now, in a separate case, a federal judge blocked this law. However, this same circuit court of appeals has placed that decision on hold. So, don't understand, don't fear because the Oregon's because the US Supreme Court has allowed this Illinois gun control law to go in effect it's only a matter of process they want to let the lower court process play out that's okay this relates to Oregon because it relates to what is happening with the federal lawsuit in Oregon on measure 114 By the way, uh, thank you to uh, Power Honda for being one of our great sponsors. I'm truly grateful that they choose to help sponsor both this radio station and this show. If you're looking for that new Honda, go to their website and check out their inventory, which just changes day daily, literally. They're down in Albany. Their website is mypowerhonda.com. Mypowerhonda.com. So here's what this state employee who shall never be named says about building the conservative voting machine that matches the level of effort that the unions put into and the far left crazy liberal groups put in. Here's what he says. Apart from an increasing focus on social media and other forms to effectively communicate our message, in my opinion, 
the only way to build a conservative voting machine is by using existing affinity groups to mobilize their members to actively educate and unleash a wave of liberty loving freedom liberty and freedom loving voters what existing affinity groups am i talking about here are some examples tim um yeah let, let, let's go to tim quickly tim good morning good morning jeff the uh, kicker the Republican yes. Party wants to find an issue that everyone would agree with. They want an issue that will bring out the voters, especially the baby boomers. How about parents who have to pay for, well, working parents who have to pay for, uh, uh, you know, children uh, while they're working? The kicker, they can be proactive, they can create an image that says we're for everyone. They can get everyone on board and they can also get the voters, the uh, non-voters to come out. So maybe it's a good good opportunity for Republican parties to be proactive and not just wait until the Democrats uh, ask for it. Excellent point. The question is, will all of the Republican precinct people listening to this show right now Encourage their local party to do just what you said. The local Republican Party, will they? Will they embrace the message? Talk about that and other things. Great point, Tim. Back in a moment, 630. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. Great to have you with us. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Or you can shoot me an email to jeff at 1220 dot am jeff at kslm dot news so you know tim uh really said something that's profound and it, let me follow up on that before i finish this important concept that has to play out. it's one of many things that has to happen for us to win elections especially at the local level and especially when it comes to school boards that's where the battle is the left wants our kids they not only want to come for your kicker money because they're coming for all of it but they want our kids they want to brainwash our kids they want to take away your parents rights that's what house bill 2002 b is all about before we get back to all of that let me just remind you, yesterday I spent a good share of the day outside working in the heat. And, you know, because I'm, I'm getting ready to build a new home. And, by the way, I'm going to be doing some work with uh, Eric Azer of RighteousRenovations.com. Uh, yeah, I'm going to, I think, specifically have him do some tile work for me. He's really good at that. And you'll see that, by the way, if you... 
go to his website, RighteousRenovations.com, look at the great before and after pictures. Some of his projects he's done, especially tile work, in people's homes. And we had a great conversation yesterday over the phone because it, it, let me just assure you that this guy is focused on quality. And in my conversation with him, he asked me a lot of questions that I needed to think about and consider this stuff I hadn't thought about, especially in regards to tile work and how it matches up with your flooring. And if you've ever done any of that, you know how important that is. So we had a great conversation. I want to encourage you to go to RighteousRenovations.com, RighteousRenovations.com. Yesterday, in the heat, um, you know, I'm out doing a lot of physical work. I'm digging ditches. I'm putting pipe in the ground. You know, I'm just doing all the stuff you got to do when you're building a new house. Somebody's got to do it. And in my case, it's me. <laughs> so and I got to get it done before we, we have to do a whole bunch of things before we can actually excavate and start pouring footings in a foundation and, and doing all that stuff. It was so nice to come in and sit down in an air-conditioned house because I have a small manufactured home here and it has a great air conditioning system. And it really did help me get through the day. If your air conditioning system ain't working in your house, sorry for the improper English, Mrs. Eiler, if it ain't working, folks, don't suffer in it. Seriously, quit procrastinating. Call Freedom Heating and Air. They'll come out to your place and they'll get it fixed. They'll figure out what's going on. And they'll make it work right for you. Freedom Heating and Air. Great, great discounts for veterans, for seniors. Call them and they'll come out to your place today. 503-580-1456. Freedomheatingandair.net is their website, Freedom Heating and Air. Net. This state employee says the only way to build an effective conservative voting machine is to take groups that already exist, work together, and mobilize their members to actively educate and then unleash a wave of liberty and freedom-loving voters. So who are these groups? Who would that be? Okay. Churches. Church members, by getting advocates in every church to educate and encourage Christians why they should be voting. Now, I'm going to expand that for you, by the way. And I'm not just going to say Christians. Christians could be evangelicals like me, could be Catholics. But I'm going to expand that to Jewish people. And I'm frankly going to expand it even to Muslims. You know, even though I very much d disagree with the Muslim direction and their theology and what they believe, doesn't mean they can't be political allies of ours. Or how about Sikhs? You know, there's a Sikh temple in Salem. 
Do they care about their families? Do they care about parental rights? Do they care about taxation? Many of them are private business people. Do they care about those things? You bet they do. Why aren't we reaching out to them? And why aren't their church leaders talking about these same things that affect their lives? We ought to be. So yes, church members, loosely defined, ought. We ought to be educating and encouraging our fellow churchgoers to be voting. We ought to be talking to our pastors about it. I I can't tell you how encouraged I was to see all of those Baptist pastors show up last Thursday, a week ago today, at the Capitol to hold this prayer rally and then to go in and try to talk to Rob Wagner. Many of these pastors have resisted, until recently, being involved Rabbis, imams, same deal. They have resisted being involved in politics for a long time because they're worried about their tax-exempt status, right? Well, not all of these churches, by the way, are subject to tax-exempt status because they're not formal IRS C3 organizations. My church, Life Bible Church down in Harrisburg, is not a C3. We are an Oregon nonprofit, and our church still has tax exempt status, both nationally by the IRS and both in the state of Oregon. You don't have to be subject to these worrisome rules that have falsely kept a lot of pastors from believing that they cannot talk about politics from the pulpit. You can. You can even if you are. It's a, it's a First Amendment issue. Next, this state employee goes to fraternal and civic groups, like Kiwanis, the Order of the Elks, military veterans groups, college alumni, ethnic and cultural organizations, Russian communities, yes, the reason we have Slavic vote out there. Other groups that share common interest or objective, like the mama bears, the medical freedom, private unions, or work-based groups, the plumbers, the IT professionals. You might be surprised to know that many of these private unions that are non-governmental, like the plumbers, and the electricians, IBEW, they have very strong Republicans voting membership. They're working class folks. How about this? Employee groups, medical professionals, real estate professionals, information technology groups, not just the IT professionals, but the IT groups. Groups with common interests or hobbies, neighborhood groups, parent clubs at schools, book clubs, car clubs, sport clubs. The state employee says we don't have to start from scratch to build a conservative voting machine by working to educate and support and mobilize existing civic, social, and other affinity groups in multifaceted and diverse 
conservative voting machine can be constructed to soundly defeat the Marxist union machine that currently dominates each election season. And this is absolutely so right on. But when we come back from the break, I'm also going to share with you something else that has to happen to make this vision, competitive vision, a reality. And it's got to happen, folks. When we come back, last segment coming up, 503-589-1220 is that Power Buick GMC talk line. Some emails, too. Your phone calls. Don't go Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. Great to have you with us. 503-589-1220 is that Power Buick GMC talk line. This is your last opportunity to call and talk for today anyway. Tomorrow, of course, is Freedom Friday. Got to remind you, today is War Room Day. And yes, we have a meeting room at the Ike Box, across from the Capitol, right next to that brand new, big, beautiful YMCA building. It's right at the end of the Capitol Mall. Just walk across the street, folks. It's really close and easy. The weather's nice. You can go in and and uh, see your legislators or others that don't want to see you. You can ambush them as they're walking out of a meeting on their way to somewhere else, and you can have a very nice conversation. We teach you how to do all of that. A f- an effective communication with a legislator or, frankly, a school board member or a city council person, anybody who's an elected official that you want to influence, okay? We teach you how to do that in the war room. This is the Oregon Citizens Lobby. Go to OregonCitizensLobby.org. That's our website. We meet every Thursday in the Ike Box, in the Bay Room, and the Bay Room is right behind the stage on the ground floor of the Ike Box. It's every Thursday. From 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. We watch meetings live. We write testimony. We talk about testimony. We talk about things going on. Just because the Senate is gone doesn't mean that the House still isn't passing bad stuff. Like this highly unconstitutional bill they passed yesterday. The paramilitary bill. It's House Bill 2572. We talk about that. We watch the hearings. We watch the floor sessions. And we talk about how you can submit testimony, effective testimony, how you can testify if you want to walk across the street. And many of the people who attend our war room regularly do that. We have free coffee, and usually Tim brings donuts. 
So here's the, Rich, hang on before I get to you in just a second here. Here's the missing element that has to happen. To bring all of these groups that already exist together to create a conservative voter turnout machine. You have to have two things. You have to have the right messaging. You have to have somebody who's organizing it all. And that usually means you got to raise some money and you got to pay somebody to do that. Now, the left does this. These are union people or far left activists, and they have tons of money. They get it from all of these leftist groups. Not only just the George Soros crowd, but the Hollywood crowd. The abortion crowd. You name it. They fund people whose sole mission in life, folks, this is their job, is to activate the left and to agitate. We don't do that. We need to. This is a key element. You have to have the right messaging. We know that Republicans' messaging is really bad on why they've walked out. So bad that the Oregonian editorial board had to do it for them on Sunday. Yet, the piece that is so important that has to come together is some of the big quote-unquote conservative or Republican donors need to take some of the money they waste, and I mean they waste it, folks, on consultants for House and Senate races. They need to take some of that money and fund a group like Our Oregon, which has an executive director, which literally, whose mission is to coordinate all of these groups. It takes a lot of work, folks. We try to do it with great volunteer people like Vicki Norris, the mama bear. She'll be speaking tomorrow at my Oregon Taxpayer Coalition meeting. We need paid people to do it because it's an enormous effort. Because people like Vicki Norris also have a life. They have a business. They have a family. The left, this is their family. This is their business. That's what we need to do. These are, the, these are the elements of how we match and are competitive politically in messaging and in effort to take the groups that already exist, bring them together. Tim's right. We need messaging on things like the kicker, what it means, how families need that desperately because of the Democrats' assault on the family monetarily. Joe Biden's inflation, the Democrats constantly raising taxes, including the cat tax, which everybody pays for every time you buy anything just about anywhere. It's a hidden sales tax. Got to go to the phones. Let's go to Rich. Rich, good morning. Morning. Uh, my thing is, Shemaine Fagan and the rest, uh, it's looking more and more like drug cartel money, not from the state of Oregon, but from Mexico. I think so, too. I think that that may be where this is coming. Depending, Rich, if Ellen Rosenblum, who got some of that money in cash, dares to investigate it. Now, Brian Boquist has filed federal 
complaints. We'll see if the FBI can tear themselves away from prosecuting and going after, you know, parents in school board meetings to actually investigate crime. Well, there used to think, be a thing called RICO, but I guess nowadays you have to pay for play with the FBI to have them look at anything. Apparently, <laughs> since more comes out about the FBI holding back all kinds of stuff, and by the way, these whistleblowers, FBI whistleblowers that are uh, today testifying, the, yesterday the FBI removed their security clearances. There's some stuff they can't talk about. Gee, isn't that strange? Hmm. The deep state protecting itself? Nah, that would never happen, right, Rich? No, never. Great point. It's drug cartel money. It's this is drug cartel money, folks. And Brian Boquist is going to talk about this tomorrow. Yeah, I think taxpayer coalition. This has got to happen, folks. we got to investigate. Thank you, Rich. I appreciate it. Dave writes a great email on churches. Said, I believe that if churches would speak the truth from the pulpit, including political issues, and they're taxed, God would provide the money for the tax. The church should be standing against the evil that is throughout our nation, putting biblical perspective on political issues. So many political issues are moral issues. Amen. Doug writes, an email about today's program. Public Employee Union says we never discussed the depravity that taxpayers pay government unions to lobby and mobilize against the will of those taxpayers who pay their salaries. What's wrong with this picture? Public unions are crime syndicates. Show me the Constitution defenders among the liberal-loving unions. Well, that's obvious, Doug. They're not there. You're right. He continues, destruction of the totalitarians is not a matter of opinion. It's an absolute necessity in our condemned world. Power is not to be conquered or voted out. It is to be destroyed. Amen to that, brother. Amen to that. Join us in the war room today. Mike Fox, Bay Room, behind the stage, starting at 8 o'clock. Make a difference. Fight for what you believe in and keep praying. For everything you know to be good and true and right and honorable and honorable. Tomorrow's Freedom Friday. Talk to you then.